back with the podcast. Sorry, kind of hit and miss this summer because it's summer. <laughs> and uh, uh, Leanna is here. Say hello. Hello. Leanna's over there. She's petting her cat Momo like Donald Pleasance in Dr. No. What? No. The, well, okay. He never kissed the head of, the, 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 uh, of his cat or cuddled him. Maybe because he was never cuddled as a child himself. The Momo. And that's why he was Dr. No. Um, so I don't know if people are aware that there is a uniquely uh, Canadian version of Pokemon Go. <laughs> is, he, is he screwing with your mic again? I'm just moving it. It's all good. There we go. Right so there's a uniquely uh, Canadian version of Pokemon Go. Basically what happens is you hold, you take your, your camera and you hold it up and it, in the lens you see a shirtless Prime Minister appear. <laughs> That's because Canada's awesome. That's Canada's Pokemon Go. The Canada's awesome. It's such a weird, it's, it, it's like an 80s comedy. It's like something. he's a the, human being or something. The prime minister running around shirtless. I Not think it's great. He pops up at like a street fair or something like that. He he's showing up shirtless. Starts the trend starts with Putin, and now you got him showing up shirtless. No, see this this isn't a like a PR thing or anything like that. He was just camping with his family. I know it wasn't PR, and it's it's bizarre. Why? The leader of one of the the industrialized nations of the world decided to go camping is running around without his shirt in like showing up in people's pictures because well, it's proper this camping is, this is not this is a very bizarre juxtaposition of the the halls of power with uh, muskoka okay but okay this is the awesome thing about living in canada okay is that our prime minister can go and do things like that and be a human being and not worry about getting shot I wonder if the secret, like, the, he has Secret Service, you know, RCMP protection. Yeah. I wonder if they're, like, when he's camping, he's, like, they're, they're just standing there with those little I'm, earpieces. I'm sure there that needs to be of, something. That would kind of ruin the whole nature, you know, idea of getting, you know, get, getting away from it all, going back to, back to nature. Unless. these guys are standing there with those little earpieces the whole time. they don't have shirts either. I wonder if they're forced to take their shirts off. Just so they blend in and don't seem so conspicuous. I don't think anybody gets forced to do anything in Canadian government. It's just odd. Though, think about this, all of you people out there who were, you know, upset that Justin Trudeau won the last election and that he's the prime minister. Can you imagine Harper or Mulcair running around shirtless? Would you want to see that? Yeah, okay, that's that's a fair point, Ed. I mean, Mulcair running around shirtless in the forest, we'd get Sasquatch sightings. <laughs> Maybe that is Sasquatch. He'd look like the guy that fought the $6 million man, yeah. probably. Yeah, that, let's just move on from that image. In the news today, a Bigfoot sighting turned out to just be Thomas Mulcair. Yeah. <laughs> shirtless, inexplicably. All right, so, uh, so moving on. This business with Ellen and Usain Bolt is so stupid, and it shows how far we've come in going backwards as uh, as a society, as a culture. Well, it's I I think it's just that people who, you know, their idea of having a good time is being offended, get offended. Like uh, people didn't see the joke she made. She photoshopped herself on the back of Usain Bolt and said that. She's got a new way. What's the new way to go about runner her, errands runner or something errands like that? Yeah. Like that. And so people looked at it not as uh, a comedian making a joke about being on the back of the fastest man in the world. Instead, all they saw was color. That's the problem with these people. When you got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. They didn't see him as a human being and as someone who's accomplished something extraordinary. They saw him as a black guy. Like they reduced him to his color and then claimed that other people were racist. This is what is crazy about the world we live in. Yeah, well, I just find it unfortunate because, you know, um, how, how do I put this? All that Ellen's people were thinking is that Usain Bolt is fast, you know? Yeah, they're, it's, they're not thinking about him as a color. That's the thing about these anti-racists. They are so racist. They are the first ones to inject race into a dialogue or a photo or a tweet. They're the first person to be uh, hyper-conscious of race, and yet they call themselves racist, or they call everyone else a racist. They are racists. I did a video about this called Anti-Racists. You are the new racists. They're, 
they turn everything into uh, a story of what somebody's skin color is. Everything, everything goes boiled down. Doesn't matter what they accomplish, who they are, yeah. nothing. It all. What skin color are you? Okay, now we're going to derive context from this based only on that. And they, you know, people said, don't you find it? This is your favorite word. Problematic. Ah! That she is on the back of a black man and talking about doing errands. And my answer is no, no, I don't find it a problem. How is it to progress as people who don't see race if all you do is point out race, you fucking idiots? Well, I mean, I can see how some people with sensitivities to this would think that there's more to it than there was. No, no, those are idiots. Well, okay. I come from a very special place with this because everybody says things about redheaded people. You know, we had kick a ginger day and then we had kiss a ginger day. Funny thing about kick a ginger day was the entire South Park episode was supposed to show how stupid bigotry well, was. Yeah, exactly. And instead, stupid people made it a new bigotry. Yeah, but exactly. But, you know, we have to put up with all this crap because the idea is, okay, you're white people, so it doesn't matter. So we can say anything we want about people who look like you. That's not bigotry because you're white. And not racism, but it is bigotry. Well, see, there there are. I don't know why anybody gives a damn about somebody's freaking hair well, color. Well, there are religious undertones to this. To to, to what? Usain Bolt going with uh, Ellen to get no, groceries? no, no. The whole the whole or redheaded thing, the, the whole ginger kid thing. The whole like gingers have no souls in it. all about you. Well, I'm, I'm relating to it. It's always right? about you. Uh, see, now you've ruined it. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. Now I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Talk about it. No, you were a jerk. Yeah, I was a jerk. Yes, yeah, so I'm not talking I'm about it anymore. To be here. I want to understand this way you're contextualizing. No, you I, don't. I apologize. No, you don't. You I said was, it was all about me. I was just no, trying to I'm get not. cheap shots. I'm not. I was just trying to get cheap shots in. I know you were, which I is apologize. why I'm not letting you do it. I apologize. I will not say anything else See, about if I let you do this, you're just going to do it again the no. next episode, like you did every episode before this, and I don't get to make my point because you're too busy being a glib jerk. So I will be quiet now and let you make your point. No, I don't want to make my point anymore. Make the fucking point. No! So you're saying that it's okay to have bigoted against red-headed people. No, I'm not saying that anymore. But you were. You, you weren't showing me enough respect to listen to me when I was trying to make the point, so the moment's gone. Move on. Next topic. I'm not moving. I'm going to sit down like the Democrats in the House. And yeah, I'm which, not moving. which did absolutely nothing because guess what? They eventually had to leave because they wanted to go on vacation. You're right. I'm not going to pull a Bobby Sands on this. Like the thing that kills me about this whole thing. By the way, there's some people out there right now laughing about the Bobby Sands reference. Yes. And others saying, who the fuck is Bobby Let's Sands? Let's move on. All right. Loki, stop the damn digging. Yeah, people Loki, can hear the digging. Don't dig, please. Thank you. Um, the only thing about the Ellen thing is they decided to pick on Ellen, the one person in the world who hates nobody. Well, she, she does not carry around her uh, an aura of any kind of bigotry. Yeah. She is like the poster child for inclusiveness, much as I fucking hate hearing that term these days. Okay. She, she is an inoffensive person who has never built her comedy on the notion of embarrassing other people based on anything about those people. Well, I mean, here's the problem with this thinking, that anything you think is racist is automatically racist. If there are people more likely to get you accused of racism because you tried to include them in something, you are less likely to include them because you don't understand what you're going to do wrong, so the best thing is to avoid it entirely. Not have them there. Right. And then nobody can criticize what you did when they were there. Right. So the constant assertions that something against black people or Chinese people or whatever is racist is actually holding back people of those groups in the media because people are too afraid to include them in things. Let me ask you something. As somebody who comes from Jane and Finch, is there a difference between racial humor and racist humor? Yes. Where, I, this is a tough question. Where, where would you draw the line? Well, see, part of it is intent, and you can't predict intent, right? Like, that is, that is a problem. So let's... You can sometimes intuit intent based on what you know of the person who's making the comment. A racially aware comment does not play to stereotypes. And this is very difficult because, I mean, there are harmless stereotypes about people. Like, classic example, 
I was going to make a, a joke about the high jumper. Uh, the Canadian high jumper that won the first oh. gold medal in like 84 years. Right, and he, he happened to be a white guy. So I was like, insert, you know, white guys can jump joke here. I didn't bother to do it on Twitter. You know why? Because it wasn't worth it. And that's part of it is that... Well, then that means that people then don't even feel like it's, it's worth making a joke, acknowledging the accomplishment of this white redheaded guy. That's, well, no, he wasn't, he wasn't the redhead. You're he confusing wasn't. the pole vaulter and the high jumper. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I can't stand yeah. the Olympics. Um, but, all right, but the people are just staying away from making any comments yeah. because some things, even though there's, there's zero offense in it, People are like, you're offensive. It's like, you know what? Why don't you shut your fucking mouth? Here's I am better... so tired of these people. And I basically, I think that, I don't know where stereotypes end. And Well, I'm trying, okay. Let me, let me give you an example, Ed, about, you know, there's a difference between telling a deliberately race, racist joke, knowing it's racist. And, you know, part of the whole thing is, this is funny because it's offensive, because it's racist. Then there's telling a joke because you think it's true, you know, and that's the big difference. Even if that one still involves stereotypes. Well, if that you you're, think are true, like South Park is a classic example of offending knowingly. Oh well, that's yeah. That I mean, there's a smart edge there. Right. There, that's actually satire because there is a deliberateness and they have a pattern of deliberateness. So it's not just them taking cheap shots for shock. There's always a point to what they're doing. And well, sometimes comedy should offend. Sometimes comedy should offend because it expands the envelope. And, and this was where I was getting. Even if a joke, first. even if a joke may be racist, if it's trying to make a point that way, then this is the whole reason why we have free speech protections, the right to offend. The problem is too many people took those rights and just instead of being clever with it, instead of trying to move us away from racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, everyphobic, you, you know, clownphobic, whatever, instead of trying to take us away from that, people started using comedy to sort of reassert old paradigms and that's when it started becoming a real problem right like what are you talking about now you've lost me well okay what, what kind of comedy was being used to reassert old paradigms well give me an example when, I'm seth, to follow. when seth mcfarlane gets up at the oscars and does a musical number called we've seen your boobs come on that's great for everyone who's in grade three yeah, exactly though but i mean it, Ooh, it's definitely calling more attention to the instances of female nudity than it would with the guys. Like you could never get away with doing a song like we've seen your schlong. You know First why? of all, it wouldn't be very long. Yeah. The, Second of the, all, pardon well, the pun. Neither the, neither the schlong yeah. nor the clip. Because if you were to run a, a series of clips of famous celebrity guys who were full frontal naked in movies, it would be over in seven seconds. Yeah, it'd be like Viggo Mortensen, Matthew McConaughey, we're done. Yeah, and, you and, know? and some pictures of Orlando Bloom in a kayak. Yeah, but that wasn't in a movie. No. Right. But if they wanted to round it out. Yeah. But I mean, so to speak. it's it's a sort of thing where it's calling attention to the fact that women's bodies are commodified to a greater extent than than men's bodies are. Right. Is that is that does, there, does that include the idea that men just like looking at boobies? Well, yeah. And it just the Oscars is not the place if you want to go to a late night comedy club and do that exact same routine. Well, then there's a different context. It's a different place. But the Oscars are supposed to be about awarding excellence and saying, you did great jobs, you took risks, all that stuff. Maybe, they, maybe he was trying to say that they were great boobs. Well. That's a compliment, isn't it? Not in that context. Is it ever a compliment to be told you have great boobs? Sure. I think it's only a compliment when a woman tells another woman, right? No, it, it can be complimentary. Because a guy saying you got great boobs, to a guy, great boobs are any boobs. It, it can be... It can be complimentary, but when you're at an award show that's supposed to be about talent, when it's supposed to be about ability, you shouldn't be calling attention to people's bodies. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm and that's why that. it's a problem. With Ellen putting out a tweet about a guy who happens to be really fast, you know... And the joke being that he will get her to places faster. The joke is wow. he's fast. And I think that... 
some people obviously like to guess what black people were slaves have you been reminded that black people are slaves let's make a movie that black people were slaves they called that roots yeah by the way black people were slaves one black guy was 12 years a slave yeah you know and and yeah, but he got a movie. Something about American media does not want to let black people evolve beyond being slaves. Well, you've got the people on, the, the, I won't say they're all racist, but you've got people on the less sensitive side of the aisle who are saying, stop talking about slavery. We didn't enslave you, it was our ancestors. Move on, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then you've got the people on, supposedly on the, you know, on the left saying, never forget that these people are these people were slaves and then there's a lot of black well, but, people but here's saying, the problem can we just talk about modern america and the problems here and not go back to slavery precisely like there's plenty of stuff to talk about now Which and is, yes a lot of it does root back to slavery but let's deal with well, now you can't, unless you got a time machine you can't go back and do anything about the fact that they were slaves no you have and to deal with the problems now thing where that those group of white guys who are saying can we just stop talking about slavery are uh, allied with a lot of black people who are like, can we stop talking about slavery and start talking about things well, now? Well, they're not, ta- they're not saying, panels. well, they're not saying let's not talk about it for the same reasons, but, you know, there's, there's a desire to move on. And the problem is when you try to say, can you please go away so we can care about you? That's not healthy. That's not including people. And inclusion is the first step. I mean, we get movies like Barbershop and we get shows like Blackish because black people are involved. You know, they're making a movie about uh, black women who are scientists at NASA. Uh, Taraji P. A, yeah, Taraji P. Henson is starring in it. It's like, I must see this movie. About scientists at NASA? Yeah. I don't care if they're men or women. That's a snore fest. Oh, no, it looks really good. I want to see it. But Are there Martians involved or anything? Well, I don't know, maybe. But, you know. This sounds like a snoozer. No, it looks funny. Is it a, wait, is it a TV movie? No, no, no. It's a it's Oh, it's a comedy. Yeah. A comedy could work. Yeah, so no. Comedies can work in any setting. I thought it was going to be one of those those you know like historical dramas and like Boy, is there anything less interesting than watching but a bunch of scientists? It is historical. I don't think it's a drama. The trailer had a lot of laughs in it. And you know, and one of the things you know, one of the lines was something like, did you ever think that you would be, you know, a scientist? Or what? No, it was, why do you want to be an engineer? Or do, or do you really think you can be an engineer? And the one says, if I was white, you wouldn't even be asking me that. You know? And it, it's I that. Know, I think it's probably true, but you might ask that of a woman, a white woman as well. Well, yeah, but you've got to be careful. Again, it's this reduction to body principle, right? And I mean, these people who are complaining about what Ellen did are reducing Usain Bolt to what he looks like as opposed to what he's done, what his accomplishments are. Yeah, but I mean, we're we're rounding back. Okay, you want to be done, Ed? That's fine. Pick another topic. All right, then. We'll move on. Uh, The... uh Speaking of being sensitive, um, there's uh, Caitlyn Jenner, whose uh, TV show was canceled. I don't like this segue. What is going on here? Well, there's, you know, people, uh, uh, trans people on the internet are extremely oversensitive, or trans supporters. Okay, you you can just say people on the internet are extremely oversensitive. It doesn't matter what group they're a part of. This is like the All Lives Matter versus Black Lives Matter. No, it's not like that, Ed. I am going to... Stop talking to you was, if you keep doing that. I was talking specifically that trans... Yes, all people on the internet are too sensitive. But I'm talking now about the group of trans supporters who are exceptionally sensitive. And you can't make any comments or jokes about Caitlyn Jenner because then you're transphobic as oh, opposed no. to, I don't like Caitlyn Jenner. Ed, you're behind. They don't like her anymore because she's Republican. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, they don't like her anymore. Well, because she, she's, I mean, she's the epitome of Republican values. Because you have to be a, a self-made woman. You have to be a perfect leftist for, for that type of person to care about you. So the minute you do anything that isn't, you know, for the collective, then they don't care about you anymore. Then it's okay. They've been bashing Caitlyn Jenner for ages now. You know, the thing, I was actually really surprised when I read that her show was canceled. 
because I thought it was canceled about six months ago. Well, it got two seasons. I mean... But you know what's funny is that, I mean, there were so many headlines about Caitlyn Jenner, then she became old news. Well, because... Be- well, she did kill somebody. Um, and she, her show is boring. I think what the lesson to be taken from this whole thing is not that the, a show about a transgender woman can't be interesting. It's that this show wasn't. Because Caitlyn Jenner is dumb as a bag of rocks. Well... This is the thing I find so completely compelling about Caitlyn Jenner is that she isn't very smart. And that just kind of shows that people are not simple, right? Well, so, so often these people who wind up being the, uh, the flag bearer, so to speak, the torch carrier of acceptance of certain groups, usually they wind up being people who are articulate and uh, given to oratory and long speeches and you, stuff. You and think? then you've got Caitlyn Jenner, who's just an ordinary person who is transgender. There is nothing otherwise remarkable about Caitlyn Jenner. Well, the big story with her was that, you know, she was this Olympic athlete and all that stuff. Okay, but and here's the weird thing. Was she an Olympic athlete or was Bruce the Olympic athlete? Are you actually going to be serious about this and listen to me? Or are you going to do a jerk again? I'm really confused. The idea is that Caitlyn Jenner was always Caitlyn Jenner. She just was not allowed to be by society. So the correct way to say it is, yes, Caitlyn Jenner was the Olympic athlete. I'm trying to absorb that. You don't dead name, ever. What the hell is dead Excuse name? me, I'm going to stop my cat from pooping on the floor. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Dead naming is using a, a transgendered person's name before they adopted the gender that they feel most comfortable with. So if we were to go back... Caitlyn and- Jenner was always Caitlyn Jenner. We were just calling her by the wrong name. That's crazy. No, it's not. It makes a lot of sense. If you have to hide what your religion is, are you not that religion? Yeah, you are. If you have to hide that you're biracial, does that make you not biracial? Well, no. I mean, biracial is something that's very difficult to hide. No, some people can pass. I know. Yeah, like some people. I have a friend, my friend Stuart. You can't tell he's half black. I know. He made some comment about being, you know, a leader in the black community or something like that, and I laughed at him. I thought he was making a no, joke. No, he is. Because he does not look to me it's, in any way uh, ethnically black. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's not biracial. It's the same thing. Just because the rest of the world didn't know that Caitlyn Jenner was a woman doesn't mean she wasn't a woman the whole time. So she wasn't a he when she won the Olympic medal. She was a she who showed up as a he who, because she couldn't show that she was a she. Who was identified male by society. Oh, it wasn't society. I think it was her pecker. Well, no, you can't do that because we're into gender as a social construct territory now. Oh, my God. It's so confusing. It is confusing. That's why it's just like Caitlyn Jenner was Caitlyn Jenner. Just forget that, you know, forget the name Bruce existed. So if just, I was to write a book now about the Olympics in the 70s, I right. would have to write that Caitlyn Jenner okay. won the award. Yeah, because it's the same person. So Bruce never existed. Well, pretty much. I mean, Bruce Jenner was somebody that she had to be because the world wasn't as accepting as it is now. This feels an awful lot like a comic book retcon. Well, it, it is very much comic booky because, you know, you get into this whole fight of who's, who, you know, Batman and Bruce Wayne, which of them is truly the mask, that sort of thing. It's Yeah, don't, by the way, if anybody comes up to you and starts that conversation, yeah, run. back away slowly, Go smiling away. to an exit. Yeah. You yeah. do not want to ever have that conversation unless you yourself are somebody who might bring that conversation up yeah. to somebody else. Don't ever get into a conversation as to who is the mask, Bruce Wayne or Batman. Yeah. Do not. It's, At that point, you are so far in, yeah. you can't get out. It's a bad idea. But it's the same thing. Some people think that Batman is the real person. And Bruce Wayne is the person they have to be to hide. It's like Superman putting on his glasses. Actually, Superman's a better... Well, I was just going to say, like, 
Nobody's going to say, you know, that, uh, hey, Batman gave a million dollars to charity. Bruce Wayne gave a million dollars yeah, to charity. Superman's, Even if his secret identity was revealed. Superman is a better example, right? right? Because Superman is a Kryptonian named Kal-El. But when he came to Earth, you couldn't call him Kal-El. Well, you didn't know his name. Well, right. Exactly. So the name Clark Kent was given to him. But when he found it, his Kryptonian name was actually Kal-El. That, that was his name. That's what he was born as. You know? But... No. No, because if he didn't want to be called Clark Kent anymore, the people around him who cared about him wouldn't call him Clark Kent. For him, it's okay to still be called Clark. But if it wasn't, they'd call him something else. All right, I'm following you, but it's still strange. It's just really simple, Ed. There is one person, her name is Caitlyn Jenner, period. And it's like all the, that we, it's like Superboy punching the wall of time. Caitlyn Jenner was always Caitlyn Jenner. If, if you want to. But for a while, Caitlyn Jenner was known as Bruce. Was known as, yes. A.K.A. Bruce. Think of it like a stage name. Bruce Jenner was a stage name right. for Caitlyn Jenner. That's right. You know, Bruce Jenner actually got way better uh, TV uh, exposure than Caitlyn Jenner. But much less of it. <laughs> but it was still better. Yeah, it was certainly less. I would still watch a show about Bruce Jenner more than I would watch one about Caitlyn Jenner. Just because of the athletics? Uh, because... His, the context he was within the Kardashian family was actually amusing. Oh, you're talking about the Kardashian era. I thought you were talking about him as an athlete. I her couldn't as give an a athlete. shit about him as an athlete. Well, what did he play tennis? I thought he ran track. I don't but know anyway, she, she, we're 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 she, using she. the wrong pronoun. Uh, all right. This is this is why Ed, it, it it doesn't is it it is confusing, but that's why it's better to not get too ha- hung up on it. Her name is Caitlyn Jenner, period. And Easy, And period was put simple. on her series and end. Yes, but she is Caitlyn Jenner. Here's the nature of the world we're in. I put up a tweet that said, uh, you know, breaking news, uh, new movie announced, Transmission. It's like Mission Impossible, but starring only transgender people. Right. People on Twitter thought it was real. That's funny. That's the world. That's funny. Things are so absurd and so crazy that people thought that that they would put a Mission Impossible type movie called Transmission. First of all, how many trans actors are are there out there? Well, it's just like the fact that they're making a all-female Ocean's 8, even though Ocean's 11 wasn't all-male. Well, I have less of a problem with the Ocean's thing being a female like I said on Twitter, as long as none of them are Rita Rudner. I, I have right. no problem with the, what's the character's name? Danny Ocean? Danny Ocean. Danny Ocean. I have no problem with that character being cast as a woman. That's fine. I have no problem with a predominantly female cast. Well, I agree. No like, issue. Listen. But when they go all female, that is a gimmick. And I feel like they think that women can't take a leading role. They need to be all the roles. It needs to be a female movie words, as opposed to a to woman starring a female. Because males wouldn't follow a female leader. That's right. Or men would be uncomfortable subconsciously there's just, watching it. There's just something about Hollywood that they can't accept well, you know that. Because they're making these movies as statements. They're not making them as movies. Look how well that did for Ghostbusters. The advanced publicity from the studio yeah. was all about them being female Ghostbusters. It's like the point of the movie was to make a movie with female Ghostbusters, as opposed to making a movie about Ghostbusters who happen to be female. That you know, was movies funny. That, yeah, movies that are all female, or movies that are mixed, you know, male and female, yeah. that is progress. Movies that are all female, that's pandering. And people get insulted by pandering. Yeah, well, what we eventually want to see is movies where a man can lead them, movies where a woman can lead them. It shouldn't be this thing that women can only be the lead of a movie when all the men are gone. And then there's the other way, which they're remaking Splash. Oh, which I, know. I, I do not know why anyone reached into the vault 
and determined, you know what really needs to be remade? Splash. Yeah, that was such a product of its time. Oh, and so who's going to star in it? They're actually casting Channing, Channing Tatum as a merman. What is the, why redo Splash? And secondly, why does it need to be a merman? And also, how do mermen procreate if their bottom part is just this tail? Where's the pecker? Doesn't Aquaman have No, Aquaman kids? is fully biologically uh, a person. I don't want to think about this, Ed. I think there are... Speaking of remakes, here's a remake they should do, or, or a sequel, that would actually make sense. DC Cab, starring Mr. T, but it can be about the fight between cabbies and Uber. Think <laughs> about that. It would be timely. Why is there nobody talking DC Cab 2? Why? Also, another one that could be remade, Chud. Why Chud? is nobody talking Chud? See, I think there are a lot of movies that... And how about this? How about we just come up with new ideas for movies? Like, heresy, heresy. Like, like, base them on concepts you liked, but like Star Wars, assume you can't get the copyright for it, so make something new. Well, that's, I mean... The, the reason we got Star Wars is because George Lucas couldn't get the copyright to make a Flash Gordon Exactly. Movie. So he went out and made something else, which has had greater impact than Flash Gordon does now, which, though that was a great movie, the one in 1980. I love that movie. Yeah, but the reason we got something like He-Man was because I believe it was, um, who made it? Mattel? Was it Mattel who made them? Yeah, because it was Kenner that made the Star Wars toys. Yes. And Mattel missed the boat on Star Wars, and so they wanted into that action figure market but they needed to combine a bunch of different things so they didn't violate any licenses. So they sort of Wait, liked... was it true that they wanted it to be Conan? Well, they liked the idea of Conan. Oh, wait, that was Thundar the Barbarian. Yeah. That they, they wanted to make a Conan cartoon they put, liked, and put in Ookla the Mock. They liked a lot of Frazetta's art style, and so they borrowed that. But they combined from a lot of things with He-Man. I mean, He-Man was supposed to be Hero originally, but that was copyrighted or something like that. Sounded so, too Japanese. So they went with He-Man. But, I mean, you know, this is what happens when people are forced to create new things instead of just going back to the well. But I agree with you. Part of the problem, though, is that it is harder to get an opening weekend on something people are completely unfamiliar with unless they do a really good marketing campaign like Deadpool did. If you start something completely from scratch... It is difficult to get that opening weekend to get people curious. The marketing you have to do, it has to be so substantial to make people interested in it. And the problem nowadays is movies rise and fall based on three days. See, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. See, and if it's not a success that opening weekend, it's, it's toast. See, I think that Deadpool did do a ton of marketing. It was very clever marketing. Yeah, they, but they did a ton of marketing, but... Every movie, I mean, look at how much marketing the Star Wars films do. They market the crap out of things. It has to be good marketing. Well, I heard that uh, they're making a Rocketeer sequel, which, good, because the Rocketeer, it was never really done the way it should have been. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great, because the Rocketeer is a great concept, okay. great, but they're doing a sequel the rather than a reboot, and it's starring a woman, a black woman. Yeah. I have no problem with this, because... The it's not an all-black cast, you know? Like, and then the original Rocketeer movie happened in this universe. Right. The original guy was there. That's right. He, he got law. He, he went to fight World War II yeah. and disappeared. And so she's also a barnstormer. She's taking up the mantle. Right. That, make, that, that sort of generational change. Right. I love that. I love when we see the next generation of heroes or, you know, characters that we hadn't seen before. I love knowing. It's like when you go on Facebook and check out what the jackass used to know in high school is doing now. You're curious. What are these people doing right. now? So right. to, to revisit something 20, 30 years later and see how that universe has changed, or in the case of the Rocketeer, it would obviously be set maybe a year, two years after, but to show progress, to show yeah. these lives, makes complete sense. I would have loved the Ghostbusters that recognized that the first two Ghostbusters happened. Yeah, yeah, uh, that was, I mean, that was, Ghostbusters is just a shining example of how it doesn't pay to crap all over your source material. And how it, when you've got great source material, don't try to redo it. Like, you look at Total Recall, then they did the remake, and it uh, it didn't do well. Even though when I watched it, it was a good movie. I it see. Didn't, and then here, but it's because 
and rather than doing a sequel where they show Mars 20 years later right. after it was uh, it was total recall as a, 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 a reboot which no one wanted to see with what the hell is that the Irishman's Wasn't name Wasn't it Colin Yeah Colin Was it F- I can't Colin Farrell? Farrell I guess That's the guy The guy who was in yeah the guy who was going to be the next big thing and then made shitty movies and wasn't. I oh, thought I it. Like him on, on I thought it's because he had a drinking problem or something like that. I don't know. It yes, if him. Drinking problems stop people from being in movies. They There'd d- be no one in movies. Well, when you don't show up to work, they do. Yeah. Um, but you know, people didn't want. First of all, they were confused. Is Total Recall? Is it's, but it's not the story from the Total Recall movie we saw. And why do we want to see a movie like that? So it was. Yeah. It was just confusing. If it had been something that built on generational change you're gonna get tons of people out to see that thing because you're curious you've already been in that universe you already like that universe you want to go back into that universe you don't want somebody saying hey remember that universe never happened here we're doing it again i i think the other thing that deadpool did well is the movie was modestly budget it could have had a little bit more money like they really got squeezed but it wasn't a $150 million film. Which, right away, the the chance of making your money back, very, very slim. Yeah, but then, you know, okay, so it made money. It was a successful IP. So start your IP with a modestly budgeted film with a modest number of characters. You don't have to go crazy on the scope. You don't need all these crazy special effects. Just make a good movie. And then you can launch your IP from there. I think that movies, even summer movies, have to go back to being, you know, not a, not a bazillion dollars to make because that's when all the, we have to please everybody to a point comes in. They, they can't, you know, the box offices have to be so huge, they're afraid to just tell a story. It used to be that you'd put a movie out and you would hope that it did really well. So you would budget it. In case it didn't do well, it didn't didn't take down a studio. Now, they budget movies so that they must do well. They must be blockbusters or else they're failures. It's all or nothing. It's like these people who say, we're going to make a viral video. No, you're going to make a video that you hope will go viral. It's the same thing. These studios are saying, we're going to make a blockbuster and make a billion dollars. Well, you can't set out with that as a guarantee or with that as a, you know, it's nice for a goal to be that, you know, you know, follow your dreams, all that crap. But to make it that if anything less than a giant blockbuster setting records is a failure, the success uh, threshold is way too high. Exactly. It's there's rhythms and they're the same rhythms. They, they try so hard to overwhelm that they underwhelm. That's a good way to put that. I can write that down. Hang on, I'm writing it down. You become insensitive or desensitized to the whole damn thing. And the other thing is, this is something you said, but it's not your fault. Just the use of the term IP used to be idea. Idea feels like it came from somebody. It's warm. I, IP is such a cold corporate term that everybody uses these days. I know. Oh, you're right. They're gonna, one of them's going to have to change their uh, their letter uh, like they had to do with the WWF and the World Wildlife Fund. I don't have a problem with it as an intellectual property. That's a that is a legal term. But now they apply that legal term to everything, and it's not warm. It doesn't feel like it came from an inspirational place, an IP. That's a legal term. It's cold. It takes. It feels like it, the artistry has been cut out of it, just like with a with a like a surgeon's scalpel. <laughs> okay. Well, then, okay. That's my point. All right, and speaking of blowing things up, this is something that that pisses me off and got me blown up. I saw this headline on the net 
about a surfing squirrel being this huge sensation. So, uh, so I, I, it's a seven-year-old surfing squirrel. I'm like, holy shit, that's going to be awesome. On a skateboard? How the hell does a squirrel stay on a skateboard? What, how is this even possible? This is amazing. And I go to click the thing. It's about a seven-year-old kid they call the surfing squirrel. There needs to be some kind of policing for this kind of shit. There needs to be some charges need to be laid for time that they waste of other people. Wouldn't you have clicked on something and said there's a seven-year-old surfing squirrel? Probably. And then it's this shit. Time is a non-renewable resource. These people steal from me snatches of my life with this, this bullshit. Why can you redress almost anything in life, but I can't get some kind of lawsuit or there can't be some kind of charges laid against the asshole who put up a thing about a surfing squirrel and it's about some fucking kid? Because it really doesn't matter. Well, that's a good enough reason. Uh, one thing that does matter, oh, Michael Moore is back in the news. Oh, no. He says he knows for a fact, that is a quote, that Donald Trump's entire candidacy was a ploy. He doesn't say where he got the facts from. He just knows. He's, he's acting like he's Trump. I, I'm just going to tell you something, and I know it because I know it. Well, there's some people we talked about last week, who, some people who believe that uh, the Clintons paid Trump to run as a can the Republican candidate and shit the bed, which is so absurd. But there's so many ways that could go wrong. Uh, yeah, it's so, so absurd. A ploy to do what? It was a ploy initially to uh, n get a better negotiating position for another season of The Apprentice. Okay, that's not going to happen. Well, that he and then he made the comments about the Mexicans, right. and all of a sudden, no, no, that was during his campaign. That was like one of the first things he did. And then he, so he said that, and all of a sudden, there was no negotiations for The Apprentice. He was out. Yeah. And so now he had to run, actually run as a candidate, so that he could build his name up, so that he can get another big TV show when he's done. Oh, I think he's going for the absolutely going to have the, the Trump News Network. Yeah. But the, the way Moore says, I know it was a ploy, and... He knows for a fact, tell me, Michael Moore, who goes against people who, you know, propagate bullshit, tell me how you know this for a fact, or don't say anything. Yeah, like, you can't just throw that out there without some sort of evidence, unless that's what he claims is in his new movie. Well, you know, he's got a new movie? I don't know, he said he was back in the news. Yeah, that, no, just from that, I don't know if there's a movie. Um, that's the thing, this election in the United States has been all about conjecture. It's always... If A and B were near each other, that must mean that A was doing something with B. It's just all conjecture. I, I have given up with the supposed logic of this election. You try to talk sense to people. Forget it. And, well, they basically claim that facts are biased and logic is, you know, you're trying to talk down to us again. It's that whole anti-elites thing. You guys with your facts and your figures, you're trying to talk down to us and tell us tell us we're stupid. Well, yeah, because you are stupid. You, you can't even say that Hillary Clinton was actually a pretty competent Secretary of State. Lock her up. Yeah. But isn't it because, doesn't this go back to her vote for the Iraq war a thousand years ago? That has nothing to do with her as Secretary of State. A lot of people voted for that war. And the thing about her vote for the Iraq war, the bills she actually voted on actually put limits on what the Bush administration could and could not do when it came to engagement. If they wanted to go past a certain threshold, they were supposed to go back to Congress and they just, once they got that initial authorization, they just I think they also gave him, subsequent to that, there was like some kind of War Measures Act or something that gave him control without having to go back to Congress. Do you think he lied or do you think that he was, he believed the data? That's what I think too.
I think he knew something was fishy, but like you said, he had a job to do, and if he didn't do it, he would have had to resign, in which case he would have been uh, just beaten up as the man who wouldn't go in and, you know, uh, go after the people people behind 9-11. He would never recover his public image, at least not for years and years. And so he went in there and he gave facts that I don't think he was a, he was, this guy was a soldier and a jet, like, you know, high in the military. He knew how to smell bullshit. I think he knew it was bullshit, but he didn't go looking for the actual facts that it was bullshit so he could still go in there and sell the bullshit. That's racist. You're saying that he was like a, an Uncle Tom? I that was a little demonstration. No, Leanna is not racist, nor do I believe this. There's people online who, who think they, they, that, that birds come out of their ass. Well, doesn't mean it happens. And if it does, they'd better put it on YouTube. Well, this is why I don't care, because people tell me what you want, it doesn't make it so. The problem is it's expressed. And I mean, I know, everything nowadays, it's not somebody made a mistake that they believed what they were saying at the time. Liar, liar. You gotta be careful about the whole Uncle Tom thing now, Ed, because it's in the news. What, Uncle Tom? Yeah. What Uncle Tom? Recently? Yeah. They were calling him Uncle Tom, not this guy in particular, but they were calling uh, Barack Obama Uncle Tom from the time he rose in the Democratic Party. Yeah. I was looking up Uncle Tom for a video, and I, when I, you type in Uncle Tom and look for images, there's a ton of shit with Barack Obama as Uncle Tom. Yeah. He's the first half black president, quite frankly, because they had to ease into it. America couldn't go with a full black president. They had to ease into it with a half black president. Sure he's a transitional he's figure. I'm sure he's done a very black, but you don't, he doesn't have the same experience as a black man in America as some other people do. And that's totally valid. Like, you can't just say, no, you're not allowed to be black today, Barack Obama, because you're not black enough. This is something that's been leveled against entertainers like Will Smith as well. Because they don't fit, if they're not out there crusading uh, for the, the rights of, of black people, then they're just Uncle Tom sellouts. It has nothing to do with that. Yes, that's what I say it is. It's that people just decided Will Smith was Well, he's not exactly talking about getting shot in the face. It would be like a Nerf gun. Well, rap was supposed to be about, initially, the black experience, the raw core of the black experience <laughs> in the urban jungle. And this is what the show Black is, is all about. There is no single black experience in America. There isn't. I guess they're talking about, about the black experience of people who still need to be able to experience a better America. It's like, it's like Imperial from Point Blank said, it's not about color, it's about poverty. Yeah, I mean, the thing about rap music was you knew it was no instrument. Right. That's what was significant about Your it. mouth was the instrument. Or sampling, or whatever. It was, you didn't need expensive music lessons, or an expensive instrument, or anything like that. There's no violins right. in rap. All great artists are self-taught. Just read their bio. Yes. They just picked up a guitar one day and it was magic. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just, and you can't have things like that in neighborhoods like that because they'll get stolen. So, you know, there's no black experience. 
Well, that's sort of where we started, too. Yeah. Similar kind. See, these things wind up having themes, and we didn't even plan it. Planning? Yeah, planning? What is this planning that you speak of? <laughs> There was, uh, to, to end this on a high note, I don't know if you saw this story. There was a story that occurred in Toronto of two neighbors, two ladies, who were throwing dog poop at each other. Yeah, it started with one lady accusing the other of her dog relieving itself on, on, the, other, on the lady's lawn, making poop on the lawn. And so apparently there's like this hedge, and some, the woman took the, like, some poop and threw it over the hedge, and it came over the head, and this person went and took other poop and threw it back over, and there was this fight where they were throwing poop at each other. What do you mean it's current election in the U.S.? But unfortunately, they broke the purity of the poop fight because they actually came to some, some physical altercation. But just think how amazing it is, a, a grown women throwing poop at each other. You know my solution for world peace. I've said it before. Do what monkeys do. Instead of people using bullets and stuff, they have to throw shit at each other. Because you may be able to later on say, you know, here's my bullet scar from, uh, from combat. People can think that's cool. But you can't show them a picture of you with shit on your face and get the same prestige and respect as a war wound from a bullet. That would end it. If people, if soldiers had to go in into uh, fighting knowing they'd have to handle and wear poop, from the other side, they would say, fuck it, I am not going to war. That would be the end of war. So you want to fight? You go. I'm not having someone shit on my, throw shit on my face, and I'm not picking up a whole, a, a bunch of shit. That would be the end of it, even if they gave him gloves. So if you, if you ran for president of the United States, your plan to combat ISIS would be poop. Throw poop at them. No, it only works if the other side agrees to throw poop, too. You have to do like Superman for the quest for peace. You got to get rid of all the nuclear warheads and do the same with all the guns and then destroy all the gun manufacturing places, and then make people use poop. And then having a pig farm and a cow farm all of a sudden becomes like munitions business. It becomes farmers who aren't able to keep their family farms. All of a sudden, they become the new, the, the, the new OPEC. There's nothing in the Second Amendment that says you can't throw poop at someone. Yes, I don't care. Yeah, I would, I would violate the Second Amendment. No, it says you have the right to bear arms. It doesn't say guns. Arms, in this case, would be a, a, a bucket of shit. So they can still bear arms. That's what's going to be considered armaments. So Second Amendment is completely uh, re retained. Do you not see how this works, how brilliant this is? No, no, no soldiers would be willing to go in, into battle knowing that someone could throw shit on their face. No, no way. A bullet is one thing. There's a nobility to a bullet. There's no nobility to shit on your face. And that is ending it on a high note. Leanna's just looking at me and shaking her head like most of you at home are probably doing as well. Um, so uh, listen to, listen to. Watch Leanne on her YouTube channel, which is at Red Leanna K, right? That's correct. And that's also her Twitter, at Red Leanna K. LeannaKersner.com is where you will find very thought-provoking articles on a number of different subjects, and also has links to her videos. Don't forget to check out her, uh, her re most recent uh, entry into the Gamer's Guide to Feminism video series, which uh, just came out this week. And there's another one coming out in, what, two weeks? You want to move? Well, you're just going to move on to the next thing. Well, yeah, it's one of project, but These things are legitimately they're they're um, they're it, it's it's almost like uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy in a sense. It takes something that you would think maybe would be a dry topic like feminism, history of feminism, how it relates to video games, and it actually makes it entertaining because there's humor in it and it's not finger wagging and it's stuff that me as someone who's not even a gamer likes watching because you learn shit from it and you don't need to be a gamer, and you don't need to be either A, a feminist, or B, an anti-feminist to get into it. Since when does feminism not believe in conflict? Yeah, like, Has she ever met a feminist? So, that's a what? Like, feminism is, so feminism is 
wait a minute. Feminism, according to her, is something that would not, would, would not solve conflicts with, with battle, which means that she's saying that to be feminine, you need to be peaceful, which is, it's just a stereotype and a bad stereotype that hasn't helped women. The notion that you got to be docile. Fuck you, Jill Stein. You're not a feminist. And if you come over here, I'll tell you, Jill Stein, you're not going to win the election and you're not a feminist. So fuck Jill Stein. Can you get her on the phone? I want to tell her she's not a feminist. Also, she should fuck off. That gender shouldn't be an issue. Well, it's the belief that gender shouldn't be as much of an issue as it is. You don't have to believe that men and women are identical because that's absurd to believe that women are not given enough credit for the for abilities. But is the point that we should be. You know, like there's things that are boy things and things that are girl things and people are treated as weird if they have to feel like something else is an individual. That bothers. And I think we can leave it there because I got nothing to add to that because I'm not a woman. But I agree with you. Oh, the Jill Stein? All right. What a bunch of horse shit. You see, there she is, Jill Stein. She's throwing shit. Well, yeah, but it's just compounding the stereotypes of the natural role for a woman as a mother. And so for women who don't have maternal instincts, they're less than a woman. Bullshit. The idea that men don't care about families, too. Bullshit. This is all bullshit. This is all playing to stereotypes. And this idea that people can't be feminists unless they put family first. That's so the complete opposite of what second-wave feminism I can't stand this notion that woman equals a peaceful world. Women are human beings too, and conflict is something that happens amongst humans. Yeah, maybe guys have big dick contests, but there would still be wars if women were in charge of every nation in the world. This notion that everything would be peaceful is horseshit. Anybody who believes that has never seen two women wear the same outfit at an event. All right, so finally, so to sum it all up, fuck Jill Stein. Right. But apparently for political parties, you need national recognition before you can have local recognition. And that is just totally, completely backwards. So both of these candidates are desperately trying to hit that 15% threshold so they can get on the ballot. They are never going to, by the way. Their vote is going to... Their vote is going to collapse. Like a a, a house of cards. That was an interesting thing to turn you off of him. Well, that he likes. Yeah. Guy's got a hobby. It sounds great, but I can't trust a guy like him to get the money out of politics. Do you like him? All right. Well, 
again, I bring it back to you. Fuck Jill Stein. Listen, when people go into those voting booths, right now they're like, yeah, these other guys sound good. When they go into those voting booths, they're going to decide between Republican and Democrat. Their vote, The vote for the Greens and Libertarians may go up a smidge, but that vote that they're seeing now that in the polls, that's going to collapse, going to be gone, going to be on its back like uh, Bob Newhart in that episode of the show that I saw the other day. It's, it's done. So as much as they want to think that they're becoming a force to be reckoned with, they're going to wind up with basically the same numbers they always got because people are going to go in and say, all right, I don't want to waste my vote. This is a very serious election. I, I just think it would be better if they went in there and gave people a platform Again, I can't disagree with you, so that's probably a good time to stop. All right, so I already said where to find you. And when I tried to, uh, when the aborted end from earlier, I shouldn't say aborted. Some people will be picketing me and throwing blood. All right, that's it. We're out.